This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I'll go to Nerev Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. We live in a society where we throw around terms. We use words and perhaps we overuse them or use them inappropriately, but there are certain words that have major catchphrases and terminologies and associations. One word today we use is a tzaddik. He's a tzaddik. He's a tzaddik. She's a tzaddikist. We're very quick to use these words in describing people. Or for example, we say he's a godl. Oh, he's such a godl. But what do these words really mean? Not what we use them as. What do these words mean in the eyes of the Torah? How did the Torah, how did Kodesh Baruch Hu Chazal, define these words? And maybe perhaps we're using them incorrectly, and how should we properly use these definitions and these words? In this week's parasha, I believe the answer to both of those questions can be found. What makes someone a tzaddik? And what makes someone a godl? And perhaps it's different than we've thought about till now. In the beginning of this week's parasha, the Torah reminds us of how we got to Mitzrayim and who was in Mitzrayim. Torah reminds us that the Jewish people were Mitzrayim. Yaakov, his children, Yosef, Hoyeb in Mitzrayim. And the Apostle tells us, and by the way, Yosef was also in Mitzrayim. And Rashi quotes <coughs> the Medrash, of course Yosef. We already said that there were 70 Jews who moved out to Mitzrayim and Yosef was one of them. Why repeat again Yosef was in Mitzrayim? And Rashi tells us, it's coming to teach us that what? That the Tzidkis of Yosef. It's coming to teach us that magical word, the tzitkis, the righteousness of Yosef, says Rashi. He was the same Yosef who was a shepherd for his father's years back in Eretz Canaan. And then he was the same Yosef that was sold to Mitzrayim. And then he was the same Yosef who became a melech and concludes Rashi. And he stayed in his righteousness. Revolba points out that Rashi is telling us an important definition. What does it mean to be a tzaddik? What's a tzaddik? Says Rashi, a tzaddik is a person who through all the ups and downs of life, through all the curveballs of life, through all the tragedy, the sorrow, the pain, he remains who he is. Very often in life we have chapters in our lives where at one point in our life we're one way, and then when things get a little bit more complicated we switch over. Says Rashi, the definition of a tzaddik, tzitkis means, says Revolba, is to stay the same way. If you have core values that you were educated by and you, were, and, you were, and you were taught, they don't change just because you're now with a new group of people. They don't change because you're in a new community. They don't change because you're in a different state or even a different country. A person has to stick to his morals, to his values, to his hashkafas, no matter what is going on. And that's not easy. It's extremely difficult. Think about Yosef's life. Yes, when he was by his father for the first 17 years. Yeah, it was easy. He was in a, a, a controlled environment. He was surrounded by like-minded people. And life was very good for him. And then all of a sudden, so quickly, life got so complicated. He's kidnapped. He's sold. Next thing he knows, he's, he's in Mitzrayim. Then he goes through different parts there. He's one point he's in jail. Then he make, gets out. And now he's a king. He goes through so many different chapters of his life. And you would imagine at some point, Yosef Atzadik would have given up a little bit. Of his religion, a little bit of his hashkafa sachaim, says Rashi, absolutely not. And I think that's the definition, says Revolve of a tzaddik. A tzaddik is someone who's righteous through in, no matter what, through the good times and the bad times. And of course, it's easy to be from and to be religious when life is good and life is easy and life is enjoyable, but when life gets complicated, 
And we don't always see Yad Hashem and things get a little difficult. And I can imagine when Yosef was sitting in jail for a crime he didn't commit. He was thinking to myself, where are you? What happened? And he did not give up on his Yiddishkeit. He did not give up on anything that he believed in. And that is Tzitkis. And that is something we could reach. We could obtain such levels. You know, we don't wish upon ourselves to have difficult times, but we know we've been through those parts in our life, the ups and downs of life. And the godless, what makes us a tzaddik would be is if during the difficult times, where it's hard to see Yad Hashem, we push through. And we don't give up, and we don't roll over, but we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I don't see you, but I know you're here, I'm going to continue doing what you want. So now we perhaps have a new definition of what is a tzaddik. But another catchphrase that's thrown around a lot. He's a godl. Oh, he's a godl. What does it mean to be a godl? It's a fascinating thing. In this week's parasha, we're introduced to the great Moshe Rabbeinu. We can all agree, Moshe Rabbeinu was a godl. Moshe Rabbeinu was one of the, the, the greatest godl. The Ramam tells us Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Navi to ever exist. But what do we really know about Moshe Rabbeinu? Right? We live in a world today of resumes and background checks and who knows what. But what do we know about Moshe Rabbeinu? What we know about Moshe Rabbeinu is in this week's parsha. The little background we learn from Moshe Rabbeinu's life is in this week's parsha. And what do we see about Moshe Rabbeinu? Says the Alta from Kelm, what do we glean from Moshe Rabbeinu's early years? We get to next week's parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is already leading the Jewish people and that, that will continue until the end of the Chamish Yechomishetar. But what do we know about Moshe Rabbeinu? Do we know what yeshiva he went to? Do you know what camp he went to? Do you know who his friends are? What do we really know about Moshe Rabbeinu? The Alta from Kelm points out, we learn four things about Moshe Rabbeinu and they're all the same idea. What we learn from Moshe Rabbeinu is that Moshe Rabbeinu did not sit in the palace enjoying living the rich life while he knew his brethren, his Jewish brethren were suffering. The first thing we learn about Moshe Rabbeinu, Perak Bezitar, he tells us Moshe Rabbeinu leaves, he gets out, he goes. He wants to see feel and experience what his brothers are suffering. He was living the good life. He was not experiencing any pain or any uncomfortability, but he went out to see what his fellow Jews are feeling. That's the first thing we learn about Moshe Rabbeinu. Then we learn Moshe Rabbeinu sees <coughs> a mitzvah is hitting a Jew, and Moshe Rabbeinu can't stand to watch another Jew being in pain. Moshe Rabbeinu gets involved. Third time, Moshe Rabbeinu sees one Jew hitting another Jew. This is Jew on Jew violence. And again, Moshe Rabbeinu says, I can't watch this. I can't just be a bystander. I have to get involved. And lastly, we find that Moshe Rabbeinu goes, as beyond, goes beyond helping only Jews. He even helps Yisra's daughters, unknowing that they were going to one day be his wife because he saw a person in distress. He saw someone in pain. He saw someone needed help and he goes and helps them so they can feed, so they can take care of their sheep. Says the Alta from Kelm, what do we find out about Moshe Rabbeinu? We see one common denominator about Moshe Rabbeinu. He was always looking out for someone else. He was never self-absorbed, never selfish, but yet always looking at who can I help? Who needs some help? Whose life can I improve today? Who's looking? Who needs a little pick-me-up? Who needs a little help? And Moshe Rabbeinu was there to help. He saw someone suffering, someone who needed, and there he was. That is the common denominator of Moshe Rabbeinu. And that, perhaps, is what makes someone a godl. A godl is a person who does not think about himself. He lives a life where he thinks about who and how can I help those around me. And more than that, I would add, it's not just looking, it's being able to see with a very clear eye where help is needed. Sometimes if you just look around, you won't notice. You've got to look a little deeper. You've got to observe a little bit more to see where a person can help. But what makes someone a godl was this idea, says the altar from Kelm, where Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to help. 
He wasn't just living for himself. He wasn't self-absorbed, but yet he was looking to see where he can make a difference, where he can help, where he can make, where he can help another Jew. I tell over a story with Howard Schultz, chairman of Starbucks, made a short attempt in politics. He tells over the following story about himself. He said when he was in Eretz Yisrael, <clears throat> he went to Meir Sharem with a group of other very, very Haredi Orthodox Jews and businessmen, and they met together with Nosson Sifinko, the great Mir Rosh Hashiva Zatzal. And they had this meeting. And in the middle of this meeting, Nosson Svi asks a very, very perhaps uncomfortable question. Nosson Svi asked these businessmen, all American-based, he asked the following question. He said, what do we take away? What's the takeaway? What's the lesson from the Holocaust? So he asks a bunch of American businessmen, what's the lesson from the Holocaust? Very hard question for anyone to answer. What did the Rashiva want by such a question? So the first guy who got stuck answering the question gave some classical American answer. Oh, we'll never forget. It will never happen again. That was not what Nathan Tzvi was looking for, such a response. And everyone was basically asking or begging quietly not to be called on. How exactly do you answer such a question? And you know what Nathan Tzvi said the answer was? Nathan Tzvi said something so profound. He said, you know what? Let's think about the Holocaust for a second. He says, you know, the Jews were transported in the most horrific conditions from their communities, from the ghettos to the concentration camps. And after being on these trains for hours and days with no, no, at no, <clears throat> without any food, a drink, a place to go to the bathroom, you can imagine how they felt when they came out. And then they finally, they rushed into different sections, men and women. And he says, you know, when they finally were able to go to sleep, there was given one blanket for six people. Says in Nosson Svi, one blanket for six people. So now the question was, when I'm sitting there with the blanket, am I going to pull it all onto my side? Or am I going to share it with the other five people? Said in Nosson Svi, that was the lesson of the Holocaust. When you share the blanket with another Jew, instead of taking it for yourself, that's, the, that's where a person is considered growing. And he told these American uh, businessmen, and he said, take your blanket, go back to America and push it to five other people. It's all about thinking out for someone else. And now, of course, the Jews in the Holocaust were thinking about themselves. They were, you always have to think about your life first. But if a person could find room in his life to include others. And we're talking about when Baruch Hashem people have a good. They don't have tzaras in their life. Baruch Hashem, life is good. But life is not good for everyone. There are people that are in pain. There are people that are suffering. There are people that need our help. And if we want to really be a godl, we want to live to the, we want to be like Moshe Rabbeinu, we want to live to godless. We need to just get out of our own little bubble and think about others. And think about those that can use our help and figure out a way to help them as well. And I think that is the takeaway from this week's parasha. We learned now what a tzaddik is and what a godl is. And these are terms that we can relate to. We too can reach these madregas of being a tzaddik. We keep our standards no matter where we go. We're on vacation. We're out of state. We're away. We keep our standards. We don't budge. We're with new friends, new communities. It doesn't matter. I'm at work. It doesn't matter. These are my standards. That's a tzaddik. And now we know what a godl means. A godl is someone who's looking out for someone else. He's thinking. He's watching. His eyes are always looking. What can I do for someone else? How can I improve someone else's life? That's a godl. These are things we can do today. We can all reach the level of a tzaddik and a gadol, a tzaddikis and a gadol. We can all do this. Mr. Hashem, we should learn from this week's parasha what these words mean and how to do it. And we should talk to help each other. We should help each other when need be. And we should stay in our tzitkis. 
And we should be zeichet to reach the Madrega of both Yosef and Moshe, two great leaders of the Jewish people. We should be zeichet to be like them and bring a beautiful nachat ruach, bring beautiful nachat to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And by that, by doing so, Hakadosh Baruch Hu in return will give us all the things that we ask for for ourselves, for our families, and for all of Klal Yisrael. Have a wonderful Shabbos.